The following is paid commercial programming. Third-party rankings are no guarantee of future investment success. Working with a highly rated advisor does not ensure that a client or prospective client will experience a high level of performance. Investment performance is not an explicit criterion because clients' investment goals differ. These ratings should not be construed as an endorsement of the advisor by any client. Generally, rankings are based on information prepared and submitted by the advisor. Statements saying that we told our clients to be out of the market in 2008 referred to recommendations made by MMWKM's principals while employed at Eagle Strategies LLC. The team that manages accounts at MMWKM are the same individuals with that responsibility at Eagle Strategies and at Cambridge Research from 2009 to 2011. MMWKM was created in 2009 and uses the same exit strategy. A more thorough disclosure of the criteria used in making these rankings is available by contacting MMWKM Advisors, LLC. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Money Matters. And here's your host, Ken Moray. We're in the money. We're in the money. We've got a lot of what it takes to get along. We are in the money, the skies are sunny, and old man, recession, are you through, but you definitely have done us wrong. Well, hello, 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 everybody, and welcome back to Money Matters with Ken Morafe, and of course, I am your host, Ken Morafe, and this is the show where we talk about everything and anything in the world of retirement planning. We talk about the stock market, the pandemic. We talk about social security. We talk about estate planning. You name it, we talk about it. And we try to have more fun than a human being should be allowed to have when talking about all of this boring financial stuff. And this week, is going to be no exception because we have a show full of boring financial stuff to talk about. But before we do that, let me introduce myself. I am Ken Morafe, the host of Money Matters with Ken Morafe. Thank you, Jack. And I am founder and senior retirement planner at Retirement Planners of America. And we are a firm that specializes in retirement planning. So we work primarily with people who are over 50, who are retired or retiring soon. I love it. And I do love it. And... Uh, Therefore, all of the ideas we talk about on this show, these are the very same ideas that we talk about with our beloved and most valued clients. And because of the aforementioned beloved and most valued clients, Barron's recently named moi, your faithful host, one of the top uh, 100 independent advisors, and actually now for the eighth year in a row, which is really mind-blowing. But again, without our clients, we'd be nowhere. So all you clients, we thank you. And uh, we have two goals for you on this show. And if you are a client, uh, the first one is we want your money to last as long as you do. Uh, we're not here to make you rich quick. We're here to keep you from becoming poor. And then secondly, we want you to have financial peace of mind. We want to worry about all this stuff so that you don't have to. And those are our goals. Our website for our firm is rpoa.com, retirementplannersofamerica.com. And you can find out all kinds of stuff about us on our website. So, oh, you know, one thing, uh, let me go over with you what we're going to talk about on this, our weekly excursion into the land of retirement planning. Uh, so first of all, Getting a lot of questions uh, now as we approach the, the final innings of the uh, election cycle, which is only three months away now. And so uh, starting to say, get a lot of questions about how will the elections affect the market? And, uh, you know, what if uh, Biden wins? What if Trump is reelected and all that kind of stuff? So I want to talk about that with you in our first segment. Now, also, I want to go over with you investor mistakes to avoid. And, you know, 
my uh, I'm a have been an avid tennis player for 52 years. Unbelievable to me. When I play an 18-year-old and I tell them, guess how long I've been playing tennis? And they go, I have no idea. I say 52 years. They look at me like, oh my gosh, I came from Mars or something. But one of the things that I've learned over the year with tennis, and probably every sport, is it's not how flashy your offense is. It's how good your defense is that wins. You know, people who have flashy offenses and they score tons of points, but the other team scores more points, they end up losing. And the people that can keep the other person from scoring tend to win. And so when it comes to investing, I think it's the same thing. So we're going to talk about investor mistakes to avoid. Now, also, as we do every week, we're going to have some social security strategy for, uh, strategies for you. And this week, we've got some more questions regarding married couples. And so we're going to go over some ideas on how to maximize social security benefits and get the most out of uh, th that uh, 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 those uh, those benefits as you can. Uh, also this week, we're going to talk about our investment philosophy, our, one of our principles, which is take only as much risk as is appropriate to achieve your financial goals. Okay. Now, everybody wants to make a lot of money, or I should say almost everybody. There's probably somebody that doesn't, but everybody wants their investments to grow and they want to see all that. And so I get that. And so what that does is it encourages you to potentially take more risk than is appropriate or as more risk than what you need to achieve your goals. So I want to go over our philosophical idea on that and, and hopefully help you in that regard. So you know what, Jack? Most shows would just stop right there. I mean, most shows would say, you know what? If we did just that, we have done more than our listening audience could possibly want from a financial show. Stop me. Don't you dare stop me because on this show, do we only go right there? No, we don't. We boldly go where no financial show has gone before. And therefore, at about 10 till, we will have our estate tip of the week. And this week, we're going to talk about the four power of attorney documents that you should consider having. And uh, this was actually uh, the result last week. I was talking uh, with, uh, with a couple um, and uh, we were talking about the importance because uh, he is show has been diagnosed with early signs of Alzheimer's, unfortunately. And so, you know, the power of attorney documents are a very, very important thing to have in place. So we're gonna talk about four power of attorney documents that uh, I think are very, very important. So we have a fantastic show lined up for you, and I hope you'll stay tuned for the entire program. Um, I got to tell you something personal here. I, I just mentioned I play a lot of tennis, and, um, you know, it's, it's, it's really unfortunate, but I was playing the best tennis about three, four months ago that I have played in maybe 20 years. I mean, I was playing singles three times a week, playing guys 20 years younger than me, competing well, moving well, body was great. And then I went to hit a backhand, and, I, and right when I struck the ball, my shoulder just popped. And so it's, I've been trying to get physical therapy and get it all, and finally it hasn't been healing, so I decided to go get an MRI and an X-ray and all of that. And what the MRI said is that I have what is called a full thickness tear of my rotator cuff. When I heard that, I was like, wow, that sounds awful. <laughs> and, he, and my doc goes, yeah, what it represents is uh, six to nine months of recovery after the surgery and lots of uh, physical therapy, and it's going to hurt. And so I'm really looking forward to that. But the good news is it's only six to nine months, and in the course of events, it's not that long, and hopefully I'll be back out on the courts uh, by next summer and uh, ready to compete again. So anyway, let's talk about how will the elections affect the market? And you know, in normal, th these are not normal times. 
I just want to start with that. So I'm going to tell you what normally is our view of how elections affect the markets. And then I'm going to overlay the abnormality of what's going on right now so that we can throw everything I'm about to say out the window and go with the abnormality. All right. So I'm going to set the stage. So first of all, the stock market as I've mentioned, it doesn't care in, in, in previous shows. It doesn't care about Democrats, Republicans. It doesn't care about, uh, you know, it doesn't care about anything other than profits of the companies on the stock market. If companies have profits, then likely is their stock prices will rise and that'll pull the stock market up with it. If profits are going down, then likely is that the stock price will go down and drag the stock market down with it. There's another component to that, and that is uncertainty over what that is. So uh, I remember in, uh, in 2004, when we had the John Kerry, George Bush election, and George Bush was behind in the polls, and the market was dropping because John Kerry represented a lot of change over what George Bush had. And so investors generally don't like uncertainty. They don't like a lot of change. You know, they may not like what they've got, but at least they know how to play with what they've got. You know, it's the devil you know. So they were concerned that Kerry was going to come in and change everything, and that would then cause a lot of uncertainty. And so people said, I'm just going to sell now, and I'm going to sit on my hands and wait until, you know, after the elections and see what comes of that. So a lot of uncertainty causes investors to pull back and could cause the market to go down, and elections can represent that. Okay, so generally speaking, that's how uh, the market reacts to elections. Now, why is this time different? The reason it's different is because I don't even think any of the rules that we normally know about apply in this world. We've got the Federal Reserve that basically has said, we'll buy up the entire bond market if it's starting to go down. So the rules that normally would make the bond market fall, it's like, well, we don't care because you know, the Federal Reserve is going to dump another 2 or $3 trillion in there and make it, and make it all, everything's fine again. So the normal things that you would say, well, that's going to bring down the bond market. Well, your next sentence says, yeah, but the Fed will backstop that and we don't have to worry about it. And then you look at, you know, unemployment and all that. That could impact profits, right? I just saw this morning on Bloomberg uh, that the spending, you know, the retail numbers came out. The, the retail spending by the consumer is almost where it was prior to the pandemic. Why? Because the government is giving everybody $600 a week and they're giving them unemployment benefits. And 68% of the people that are getting unemployment benefits are actually getting more, again, according to Bloomberg, than uh, income than they were when they were working. So the, the government is now, you know, normal rules say unemployment, down market, down profits. However, the government stepped in and threw $3 trillion at it. And so the rules don't apply anymore. And so the elections. Well, right now, many polls are showing that if the election was held today, that uh, 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 Biden might win. Okay. Now, what is the market doing? Well, it's near all-time highs. It doesn't seem worried about it. To us, what that means is, is keep your eye on the Federal Reserve and keep your eye on the Congress. If they don't pass that bill where they're going to provide uh, dollars for people who are unemployed, then I think we could see the market go down dramatically. If they do, it'll support spending, support profits. The Fed is over there saying they're going to support the bond market. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I don't even think people are going to care about the election. It's just they're going to keep their eyes on the Fed and on the Congress. So that's where we're sitting right now. And that's, that's how we see it. So what should you do about it? The important thing always, and I'm going to talk about this later on in the show, and that is take only as much risk as is appropriate to accomplish your financial goals. That's our view. 
Okay, and so how do you know what that is? Well, you look at uh, your income, you look at your expenses, you look at how much money you have, you look at the rate of return you need to make on your money, you look at your risk profile, and you determine from all of that what, how you should invest and how much risk you should take and all that kind of stuff. So even though what I just said may be true, that doesn't mean you throw <laughs> caution to the wind and you just go after it, okay? So take only as much risk. So here's what I'd encourage you to do. We have a seminar right now, a virtual seminar. It's live, but it's virtual. So you can watch it from the comfort of your home. It's called Retirement Planning, uh, Retirement Planning Strategies During the Coronavirus. And um, we encourage you to watch it, uh, attend it. It's on our website. It's rpoa.com. We'll talk Talk about uh, what to do with your 401k, social security strategies, income tax strategies. We have all kinds of stuff for those of you who are over 50. So it's uh, retirementplannersofamerica.com for our retirement planning during the coronavirus uh, virtual seminar. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about investor mistakes you should avoid. So stay tuned. This is Money Matters, and I am Ken Morayf. This is Money Matters with Ken Morayf, and of course, I am your host, Ken Morayf. Thank you, Jack. I am a founder and senior retirement planner at Retirement Planners of America. And I do. And uh, all of the ideas that we talk about on this show, these are the very same ideas that we talk about with our beloved and most valued clients. And uh, since we're a firm that specializes in retirement planning, our clients are primarily people who are over 50, who are retired or retiring soon. So if that's you, then this show is designed for you. And uh, we would love to meet you. If you're not a client, uh, you can go to our website. It's rpoa.com. And uh, you can uh, view videos, articles, podcasts of this show. And uh, you can also uh, watch, uh, you can attend some of our uh, virtual seminars that we have coming up. We have some on uh, Medicare planning, retirement planning, estate planning, and uh, hopefully you can benefit from those. Uh, we have uh, lots of information that we think could help you with your retirement planning. And uh, we have two goals for you. One is we want your money to last as long as you do. And secondly, we want you to have financial peace of mind. We consider your retirement your second childhood without parental supervision. And I told that to somebody and he said, yeah, well, great. However, the virus has me grounded right now from my second childhood, <laughs> which I thought was very clever. Anyway, um, so one of the things that uh, we uh, endeavor to do as retirement planners is to help our clients to avoid making mistakes that uh, cause them not to have a successful retirement. And so advising on when and how to take Social Security and all that kind of stuff is super important. And so I want to go over with you some mistakes that uh, investors make that uh, I think you should avoid. And in fact, this one right here, buying on a cold call. Uh, you know, this actually, I was talking to a gentleman, this actually happened to his dad who got a cold call, and this guy out of the blue, didn't know him from Adam, and he, he invested $40,000 with this guy, and it turned out to be a scam. And he was like, Dad, what the heck? You know, and so now he's, he's asked his dad to, to give him a power of attorney over stuff and, you know, to, so he can protect him from this kind of thing. But buying on a cold call, N number uh, two here is uh, believing that one guarantee covers everything. You know, when somebody says this investment is guaranteed, there are several, you should ask some questions about what that means. What is guaranteed? Is the return I'm going to get guaranteed? Is the principal I'm going to get guaranteed? Is the time period that I'm going to get something guaranteed? You know, what, what is it exactly that is guaranteed? So just because something is guaranteed doesn't mean it's guaranteeing the thing that you want. So make sure you ask those questions. Also, 
a mistake is doing nothing. You know, sometimes people are frozen because either they're too scared to act or they are too, you know, they, they have some reason to have analysis paralysis or whatever it is. So a mistake is also just doing nothing. You know, as uh, I think it was Cher in that movie, don't just sit there and do nothing, do something. Remember, she slapped him in the face. I forget that movie, but it was a good movie. Anyway, uh, <laughs> now this one goes back, you know, I, I'll, I guess it, it'll tell my age, but this one says uh, here is uh, buying investments because of tax benefits rather than the economic benefits. And those of you who are of a certain age may remember those the, the, the limited partnerships back in the late 80s where you invest $100 and you get $200 of tax savings out of the deal, which was great at the time. But then Congress said, oh, okay, kids, this is not right. We're taking that away from you. And not only that, retroactively to the beginning of the year, and we're going to penalize you on top of it. And that's because they had no economic benefit. It was purely to multiply the tax benefits. So our view is make sure that the, the economic benefits are there, and then if there are tax benefits, add that on top. Because if Congress takes it away, at least you've got the economic benefit that's left over. Uh, next mistake that you may want to avoid is making a purchase or sale decision based on where the price was. Okay, so you, know, you hear about a company and their, their price was $100 and now it's 70. Well, the fact that it's 30% down from its peak may make you think it's cheap, but maybe it's not cheap. Maybe it's on its way to 35, okay? So whatever the price is now, relative to what it was in the past, in our view, that's irrelevant. What you wanna do is you wanna look at the price today versus where you think it'll be in the future. Because what happened in the past, you know, I think there's an old uh, baseball expression that you can't win tomorrow night's game with last year's batting average. Okay, you still have to play the future game. All right, next one is uh, buying hot stocks because they sound exciting, you know, or buying a, an exciting investment because it sounds exciting. You know, Bitcoin, for example, is, uh, is something that uh, when, when it was super hot, you know, we had clients asking us all the time, should we be buying Bitcoin? And, uh, you know, it sounds exciting. And uh, I always tell people when you have those super exciting things like that, be prepared to lose every penny that you invest in it. And if you're okay with that, then go for it. You know, next thing is owning too many investments and not being diversified. So, you know, I've met people in the past that have, you know, 28 different ETFs, but they're all invested in the same thing or 28 mutual funds and they're all invested in the same thing. And if that's the case, then that's not necessarily diversification. If they're all invested in large cap stocks, for example, then really you have a bunch of the same. You're not, it's not necessarily diversified. So it's not quantity that you want to look at. It's actually diversification that you want to look at. Next one is uh, failing to sell at a loss on a mistake. Okay. So in other words, you buy something, an investment, turned out it wasn't a good deal, and you don't want to sell it. This is a psychological thing. People don't want to admit they made a mistake to themselves. And so they hang on to their mistakes way longer than they should. So if you invest in something, turns out not to be a good deal, cut your losses and go on and find something else. Don't stay in there just because you've got an ego. That's not a good thing. And uh, 
last one I want to tell you here, there are more, but the last one I want to tell you here is uh, buying yesterday's favorites. You know, there are a lot of companies and stocks and investments that, that uh, you know, were great in the past, but they are in the past and it's not, they're no longer viable and buying them just because they were great at one time is not a reason to buy them now. Okay, so those are some mistakes that you might consider and, and not do. <laughs> I'm glad we had this talk. Well, I am too, Tom. Thank you for that. Uh, and now if you are uh, over 50, if you are retired or retiring soon, and yes, there are a few of you, um, we would love to meet with you and see if we can help you. And uh, if you go to our website, it's rpoa.com, retirementplannersofamerica.com. And uh, when you're there, you can click on meet with an advisor. If you click on that, then we'll schedule a time to meet with you virtually. Um, and we'll... In the comfort of your home, you can visit with one of our retirement planners, and uh, we'll walk through uh, helping you to look at your cash flow. We'll help you with uh, your diversification ideas on Social Security strategies, uh, income tax uh, planning, estate taxes. We'll look at the entire picture with you, and we'll help you to build a plan around that, and we'll do it at no charge or obligation. And if you like what you see and you want to work with us, that is fantastic. And if you don't, that's fine, too. Either way, there is no charge, there's no obligation, and we will part friends. I don't know how to say I thank you, except I thank you. And you are very welcome, Frankie. So if you'd like to take advantage of that opportunity, then I encourage you to go to rpoa.com, retirementplannersofamerica.com, and click on Meet with an Advisor. All right, we are going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to have social security strategies for married couples, so stay tuned. This is Money Matters, and I am Ken Morayf. This is Money Matters with Ken Morafe, and of course, I am your host, Ken Morafe. Why, thank you, Jack. I am founder and senior retirement planner at Retirement Planners of America, and uh, we are a firm that specializes in retirement planning, so we work primarily with people who are over 50, who are retired or retiring soon. And so if that is you, then we'd love to meet you and see if we can help you. And our website is rpoa.com. And uh, recently, Financial Times named our firm one of the top 300 registered investment advisors. And we're very proud of that uh, designation, of course. Wow. Yes, but without our beloved and most valued clients, we would be nowhere, and we know that. So all you clients, we love you, love you, love you. And if you are a client, uh, not a client, should I say, I love you too, just not as much, okay? Just to be honest, I love my clients more than you, but uh, we can fix that. You can become a client, and then we'll love each other just as much. <laughs> anyway, um, I want to talk with you now about something that is uh, one of the most important parts, in my view, of the uh, retirement planning spectrum, and that's Social Security. And so I want to visit with you about Social Security and strategies for married couples. And by the way, if you'd like to send me questions that you'd like me to answer for you, uh, you can do that. My email address is ken at rpoa.com. And if you send me your questions, I'll endeavor to answer those for you. And uh, so let's go with some questions here uh, for today. So first one is, my wife filed for Social Security at age 62, and she's getting $700 a month. I am 65 and I'm considering my options for filing. So question, would I be able to file for half of my wife's benefit when I'm 66 and then delay my benefit until I'm 70 and then have my wife get half of my social security amount when I claim at age 70? Wow, this is a real, <laughs> a lot of thought was put into this one. So my wife is uh, one year older than me and also, 
Okay, not done yet. Also, would my benefit be subject to taxation if I continued to work after age 66? Okay, so let me unwrap all of that. So first of all, yes, you can. Okay, so when you turn uh, 66, you can file what's called a restricted application, which means that you want to collect on your wife's benefit, and you will receive 50% of your wife's aged 66 benefit. Okay, not what she's getting, but what she would have gotten had she waited to 66, which is interesting. Now, once you file at age 70, then your wife can then file on yours and get half of yours. Okay, so she can get what's called a spousal benefit on top of that. Now, and yet, the, the answer to your question about taxation, yes, your benefit will be subject to taxation if your income is over the threshold. But there's another thing that they do, it's called an earnings test, and you will not be subject to that earnings test if you're over 66 when you start collecting. Okay, so, man, that was a great question. All right, let's go with something a little more simple. I'm 64 years old. My husband is 60. I have a minimal earnings record. Would I be able to claim my benefit now at 64, and then when my husband turns 66 and files, switch to claiming half of his? My benefit is less than half of his. The answer is, if you file now, you'll be able to get about 87% of what you would have gotten had you waited to your full retirement age, because you're 64. When you add on the spousal benefit, you will be paid the difference between your benefit and 50% of your husband's. The total will not be the full 50%, okay, because you, you started early. So if you want to receive the full 50% of his benefit, you'd need to wait until your full retirement age, which I'm assuming is 66, and then file for yours. So if you want to get the full half of his, you have to be 66, and he needs to be over 66 as well, okay? Otherwise, you get a reduced amount. So, Social Security, in case this dissertation did not illustrate it for you, is extremely complex. And it is not something that I believe you should make a decision on without talking to somebody who understands it and can help guide you through this maze. It is extremely complex. And so, what I would encourage you to do, if you are on the horns of a dilemma of when and how to take Social Security, then go to our website. We have a lot of information on there on strategies. We podcast all of our uh, shows which have these Social Security strategies. You can listen to them again if you'd like. Um, and uh, so it's all at rpoa.com. And while you're there, you can also choose to uh, visit with one of our retirement planners who can walk you through all this stuff with you at no charge or obligation. We want to help you if we can. Um, and uh, so you can do all of that online. Okay. Now, oh, thank you, Master. Well, you're very welcome, Jeannie. Now, also, I want to tell you that uh, we have uh, some Medicare planning seminars coming up, and they're virtual seminars. So if you're uh, in the Medicare age, uh, then you may want to watch that, uh, attend it. It's live, virtual, so you can watch it from the comfort of your home. And uh, we hope to help you make decisions with regard to Medicare. So if you go to our website, you have the ability to attend a virtual seminar on Medicare planning, and then you could also click on Meet with an Advisor Now, uh, to talk about Social Security. Now, if you do the Meet with an Advisor, uh, we'll schedule that time and visit with you. But we don't just want to talk about Social Security with you, although it is a very important component of your retirement planning. We also also want to talk to you about income tax planning. We want to talk about uh, retirement planning, uh, you know, diversification of your portfolio, cash flow planning, all that, all the stuff that we believe goes into the process of building a retirement plan. Okay, so we want to help you with that at no charge or obligation, and it's all at uh, rpoa.com. 
And we encourage you also to uh, attend our virtual seminars. So we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about our investment principle, which is take only as much risk as is appropriate to achieve your financial goals. So stay tuned. This is Money Matters, and I am Ken Morafe. This is Money Matters with Ken Morafe. And of course, I am your host, Ken Morafe. Thank you, Jack. And I am founder and senior retirement planner at Retirement Planners of America. And we are a firm that specializes in retirement planning. That's what we love to do. We love to work with people who are within five years of retirement or five years into retirement. So if you're in that 10-year period, that decade, we consider that to be the single most important decade of your entire financial life. And the reason why I say that is because let's say that you are the world's greatest investor. You made 20% a year for the last 25 years in a row. There's a statue erected in your, in, in your honor on Wall Street. And when people walk by, they rub your foot. They want to get the luck that you have. And then you've amassed this mighty estate. And then one week before you retire, the market crashes and goes down 90%. Well, guess what? That's going to put a crimp, I think, in your retirement. So no matter how well you have done leading up to where you are today, that 10-year period, we believe, is a lot different than what got you here. And the reason why we say that is because when, when you're younger, you've got time on your hands, right? You've got more time than when you're older. Uh, you can also, in our view, be more aggressive with your investments because you can recover from stuff like that. You've got longer time to recover from it, so you can be more aggressive. Uh, probably, if you're younger, you're not going to be taking income from your investments for a long time, so you have you just leave them alone and do, don't do anything with them. So essentially, during the accumulation years, we consider that to be that you are now on offense, okay? So you're building, you're being more aggressive, and you're adding to your investments through your 401k, your payroll, you know, you're, you're, you're adding and adding and adding, and you're spending from your wages, hopefully you have wages, uh, and you're doing that. Now, once you retire, that changes everything in my view, because now you're not an adder to your investments, you're a subtractor. Okay, because now if you're living on your money, you're, you're taking money out without adding to it anymore. And that puts you in a completely different place. And so what we believe is, is that you need to protect your principal because your principal is, in most cases, what's going to give you the income to support the lifestyle that you want during your retirement. Okay, so therefore protecting that, your nest egg, we call it your magic number, protecting that, that amount of money that you have that you're retiring on to get your income, in our view, is a very important part of your retirement planning. To hear you say that makes me love you, baby. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> it's good to be loved. Anyway, so that's why we have a strategy we call invest and protect, and you can go onto our website and learn more about that. But today, what I want to talk more about is take only as much risk as is appropriate to achieve your financial goals. And I guess the best way I could describe it is this. Let's say that you're a football coach and your team, it, there's two minutes left in the game. You're the head coach. There's two minutes left in the game. You're ahead by 10 points. It's first down and you have the ball. So coach, what do you do? Do you throw Hail Mary passes? Do you go for it on fourth down? Do you go take super risky plays? You know, do you do all that? Or do you do the opposite? You hand it off to your running back and you explain to him that if he fumbles it, you're gonna wring his neck, right? You just go off tackle and run out the clock. Which one of those do you do? 
And, you know, I remember, I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan, I remember a game where they were playing against the uh, uh, Philadelphia Eagles, and the Eagle running back, it, they were on like the five-yard line or something, and he, he got the ball, there was like a, a minute left in the game, and he, they handed it off to him, and he had a gaping hole. He could have run right into the end zone, and he didn't. He got to the one-inch line, and then he dropped down on his knee. And the Cowboys all gang-tackled him. And I was thinking, why didn't he go in? What did he do? The reason was that if he went in to the end zone and scored, they didn't need those points. They were going to win the game anyway. There was only a minute left in the game. The Cowboys would have gotten the ball back, and now they could have gone down and scored, and then they could have kicked an onside kick, gotten the ball back, and scored again and won the game. Improbable, very unlikely to happen, but stranger things have happened. So by him stopping on the one-inch line and doing that, they ran out the clock and won the game. So the, the point I'm, I'm getting to is that if you've won the game, if you have the, enough to support yourself during your retirement, if you've reached your goal, then my belief system is that trying to take more risk than is appropriate for you and trying to score those extra points that I know you want. It's nice to win the game by 40 points. But if you win the game by one point, it's still a victory. It, it, whether you win by 40 or one, it still goes as a W. There's no doubt about it. There ain't no, dub, there ain't no doubt about it. It's a W. <laughs> I'm a Cowboys fan. So anyway, the point there is take only as much risk as is appropriate to achieve your financial goals. And so when we visit with prospective clients and actually with, real, with actual clients, what we tell them is we want you to only take as much risk as you need to take. And if we can push you down to the least amount of risk possible, that makes us happy. Now, of course, there's a trade-off for that, and that is you're not going to score as many points. Okay, So you have to accept that at a certain point in your life, scoring more points may not be in your best interest. And so that's philosophically difficult for some people, and I get that. But that's how we believe that if we want your money to last as long as you do, which is our goal, and if we want you to have financial peace of mind, which is our second goal, then we also then believe that if you take less risk, the ride is less exciting. And if you can accomplish your goals with less risk, then that's great. Okay, so that's our philosophy and our investment principle for this week. Now, if you are over 50, if you are retired or retiring soon, then I'd like for you to attend one of our uh, virtual seminars. We have three of them actually coming up uh, in this next week. We have one on retirement strategies during the coronavirus. And of course, this is an unprecedented time and uh, lots of important decisions need to be made, I, I would believe. Uh, and those of you who have uh, lost your job or potentially could lose your job, you've got some important decisions to make with regard to the packages that your company may be giving you, um, how to bridge the gap between now and your next job, or maybe you just want to retire anyway. Uh, so a lot of things about that we want to talk about in this virtual seminar. We also talk about retire uh, um, social security strategies. We talk about uh, building your cash flow plan. We talk about our invest and protect strategy, uh, what to do with your 401k, all those kind of things we want to talk about in this virtual seminar. So if you, cool. so if you go, uh, you can attend it, and it's all at rpoa.com. Now, also, if you want to go directly and talk to somebody uh, about your retirement planning, you can click on Meet with an Advisor. And uh, if you do that, then we'll schedule a time to visit with you. And what we want to do, again, virtually from the comfort of your home is uh, review with you, uh, you know, can you retire? We call it your magic number. Do you have enough money to retire on? We want to talk with you about how much risk is appropriate for you, the d discussion I just had with you. We'll talk about when and how to take Social Security. So we want to help you to build a plan. And if we can help you, that is just wonderful. And if we cannot, we're going to tell you that too. Either way, no charge, no obligation, and we will part friends. 
think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. And I think it is too. So RPOA.com. All right, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to have our estate tip of the week, which is on the four power of attorney documents. So stay tuned. This is Money Matters, and I am Ken Morafe. This is Money Matters with Ken Morafe. And of course, I am your host, Ken Morafe. Why, thank you, Jack. I am a founder and senior retirement planner at Retirement Planners of America, and we're a firm that specializes in retirement planning. And our goal for you is that uh, your retirement should be your second childhood without parental supervision. We want you to yes, we want you to go play, have fun, relax, enjoy life. And as I said, your second childhood, even though right now the virus may be grounding you, that's okay. It won't last forever, I don't think. And we should be back outside and enjoying life, uh, hopefully uh, in the near future. And, you know, uh, for the second time, uh, Inc. Magazine has named our firm one of the top, one of the 5,000 fastest growing firms in the United States. And uh, we're very proud of that. We, we love that. But of course, without our clients, we would be nowhere. We know that. And so we want to thank all of our clients. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If you are not a client, uh, I would encourage you to go to our website. It's rpoa.com. And on there, we podcast this show, so you can subscribe if you'd like to the show. You can listen to it every week. Also, you can attend our virtual seminars. You can sign up to visit with one of our retirement planners. All kinds of resources on our website at rpoa.com. Now, this is the part of the show we talk about how to pass on to your greedy, unwashed, undeserving heirs the fruits of your labor, also known as estate planning. And so this week, I want to talk with you about the four power of attorney documents that uh, you may want to uh, uh, implement. And uh, these documents, the reason why I'm going to talk about it is because, unfortunately, I was uh, uh, talking with a gentleman uh, last week whose father has uh, just been diagnosed with early signs of uh, Alzheimer's. And so we talked about the importance of who's going to make decisions and do all that kind of stuff for his dad in the event that he can't for himself. And that made me think about talking about it with you on the show. So before we do that, though, uh, Jack, can you play it? I know I'd go from rags to riches If you would only say you care my pocket may be empty I'd be a millionaire And, of course, that is Tony Bennett with Rags to Riches. And you know the estate taxes and probate and all that kind of stuff, they're actually designed to do the exact opposite. They're designed to take you from riches to rags, and we do not want that to happen to you. So every week at this time, we have our estate tip of the week. Now, this week, we're not really talking about estate planning, although these are estate planning documents. So there's kind of a connection there. But this week, we're going to talk about the four power of attorney documents that I believe you should have. Okay, so the first one is the power of attorney for financial decisions. Uh, And that's uh, also known as a durable power of attorney. So somebody needs to be designated uh, to make financial decisions for you if you are incapable of making them for yourself. And uh, don't assume that just because you have a child or a spouse that they are allowed to make financial decisions for you. I mean, think about it. Nobody can just go around and legally anyway and spend your money or sell your home or you know change up your investments or whatever it may be without getting your permission to do it. 
Well, if you are not able to give permission, then nobody's allowed to do that stuff legally. So you have to, if you have a document, it'll allow for who you think, who you want to have, to have that power. The second document is the power of attorney for healthcare. Again, it's the same thing. No one can choose to have you have a medical procedure or whatever without your permission. But again, you have to give somebody the power to make those decisions for you if you are not able to. Okay, so the power of attorney for healthcare. Now, the next one is what's called a, um, uh, a guardianship document. I drew a blank there. So the guardianship document, you know, in the, in the event of, for example, Alzheimer's, where somebody is not able to take care of their physical being for themselves, you know, to bathe themselves, uh, you know, feed themselves, all that kind of stuff, that's a guardianship document, and somebody needs to be making those decisions uh, as well. Uh, maybe for you or a parent of yours or whoever it may be, okay? So that's the guardianship document. And then the last one is uh, the uh, physician's directive, and that's in many, in, you may think of it as the pull-the-plug document where it says that if two independent ph physicians, uh, you know, decide that there's no surviving it, then they can pull the plug. So that's called the physician's directive. So those four documents can be different people. So you, you don't have to have the same person be in charge of finances and healthcare decisions and take care of the body, et cetera, et cetera. You can choose a different person to do each one of those. Uh, you can have a financial advisor, for example, be the uh, money person. You can have your, your son be the, the medical person. So you can choose different people to do different things. But the important thing, in my view, is that you have those documents because, you know, incapacity can happen – uh, you know, when you least expect it, you could be hit by a car and, and suddenly you're, you're incapable and people have to make these kinds of decisions. It doesn't have to be something like Alzheimer's. So having those documents saves everybody a lot of uh, grief because if they don't have those documents, they have to go down to the courthouse and get the judge to give them permission. And it's all of that. Do everybody a favor, have those documents set aside and hopefully you'll never need them. Okay. So that's our estate tip this week. Now, of course, make sure you talk with an attorney about all these things. Uh, and uh, so one of the things that I encourage you to do is to go to our website. It's rpoa.com. Uh, we have coming up this week uh, virtual estate planning seminars where we talk about uh, estate planning in the age of uh, the pandemic. Um, you know, what to do with regard to these documents I just said, if you get uh, the virus, God forbid, uh, you know, so we talk about that kind of stuff. We also talk about, uh, you know, your wills and trusts and all those things. So we have an estate planning uh, seminar coming up. It is virtual. You can attend from the comfort of your home and uh, it's, it's live. So it's all of the good stuff that I think you would want. Okay, so our website is rpoa.com. Now, while you're there, uh, we podcast this show, so you can listen to this show as well. You can subscribe to it on iTunes. And in fact, uh, if you're in California, I would encourage you to subscribe to the show uh, on iTunes or on our website uh, so that you can listen to it uh, whenever you would like. Okay, so uh, that's our show for today. Okay, let me repeat our website. It's rpoa.com. All right, so that's our show for today. I cannot believe how fast it has gone. I hope you have enjoyed it as much as I have enjoyed making it for you. We'll see you next week. Same time, same channel. Bye-bye, everybody. Is this the end? Of course not. It's home in the beginning. Information presented should not be regarded as a complete analysis of the subjects discussed and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any of the securities mentioned. 
None of this show's content should be viewed as personalized investment advice. A professional advisor should be consulted before implementing any of the strategies presented. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk and therefore can be no assurance that any specific investment or strategy will be suitable or profitable for a client's portfolio. The tax and estate planning information offered on this program is general in nature. Always consult an attorney or tax professional regarding your specific legal or tax situation. Sound effects or anecdotes should not be construed as an endorsement of Ken Morafe or MMWKM Advisors LLC. The firm only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Registration is not an endorsement of the firm by securities regulators and does not mean that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability.